Good morning, good morning, and welcome to your business in digital. Super excited to be here today. How is everyone doing this morning? Good Monday, good Monday. <laughs> and Jack was a holiday for that, so. <laughs> So thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. So today we are talking about navigating the future, preparing a business for 2024. So this is going to be a great show. So let's go to the intro. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to your business in digital. This is the show where we talk to you about digital, your business, how to translate what you're doing offline into digital, how to make sure that you are achieving your business goals through digitals. I am always at digitals. <laughs> I am always super excited to be here with my amazing co-host. What we have done here at Your Business in Digital is we make sure that every one of the key stakeholders is represented. represented. <laughs> okay, I'm going to slow all the way down. So You're all the way back. All the way. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. So, of course, we have finance in the building. It's so important that we are having the conversation about finance. We have sales in the building. Sales, it's important that they are a part of the digital conversation about finance and sales. I don't know what we'd be doing. We'd be wild in the wild, wild west of marketers. We'd be like, spend money. <laughs> Right? And we have operations and marketing because it's really important that you get all the perspectives, all the key stakeholders are here in this conversation. So let me tell you a little bit about where you can connect with us. So connect with us on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel, definitely connect with us there. We're on LinkedIn as well. So we broadcast live across LinkedIn and YouTube. So good morning, LinkedIn. Uh, tell people about the show. Can tell They can also connect with us wherever podcasts are found. So again, we're really trying to make sure that you understand how to achieve your business goals through digital, you know, tell any small business executive about this show. We want to get you to that place where you're actually saying that digital helped to drive me 10% of my revenue year over year, right? It increased revenue by 20%. We want to get to those really, you know, more, how do I, how am I connecting digital back to my goals conversation, moving away from the likes and the follows. So check us out at your business and digital. So Yay! <laughs> All right, so it's a slow Monday today. I feel the, you know, I feel Monday a slow. Monday's a, a toss-up, right? Last Monday we were like, ah, right. <laughs> Monday we were like, oh, I, I don't know what this. <laughs> I have coffee already, you know, so I'm just like, what? <laughs> I know this what is it for is. This is a three-day weekend. <laughs> a three-day weekend. This is what it looks like. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today, oh, we got to do the recap. So it's super important. Let's go to the recap last show. Yay! Love a good recap. <laughs> um, so what did we talk about on Wednesday? We talked about ooh, optimization. We nerded out. <laughs> I had so much fun. Uh, we talked about, you know, why it's important to optimize your digital marketing campaigns. Uh, you know, you have to be looking at the numbers um, to understand, you know, what what's your customer doing so you can start really converting more, right? The more you look at the behavior, what's driving to those conversions is the more you can kind of tweak to say, this is the formula to get people to buy. So optimizing is really, you know, one of the most important parts of digital marketing, right? How can small uh, businesses identify the key areas um, within the marketing strategy? Uh, it's about the numbers, right? And it's about your expectations that are set. What are your thresholds, right? What are those? success indicators? What are those, you know, hey, if we get to this point, we need to do something different. So you need to understand those KPIs, those metrics, pay attention to that and use that to optimize your marketing strategies. If you're working with an agency, that's the conversation you, you 
should be having, right? What are the best practices? Uh, what's out there? What's an industry standard? Kind of get to some numbers that help you say, hey, we're moving in the right direction um, or we need to you know, change course. <laughs> uh, best practices for optimizing your website content. Um, so some of those best practices for optimizing your website content is really about digging into the keywords that matter for your business, that has the most search volume, and then incorporating those keywords within your content. Naturally, it's a part of the conversation. Um, you know, one of the things we're working on is making sure that we optimize for small business, digital marketing for small business. So now we're weaving that into the conversation consistently all the time and starting to create content around that. You don't need a lot of keywords. You just need a few keywords, right? The right keywords that has the market share that, you know, you can uh, penetrate in the, um, on the, in the online space. So how can small businesses measure their effectiveness? effectiveness? <laughs> Use your analytics, pay attention to your analytics. Um, sometimes the numbers can appear really daunting, but if you're working with an agency, uh, understand the numbers you're going to be looking at, right? What gets you to that conversion? What does a conversion mean for you? Is it getting an email address? Really, you know, break those things down so that you understand when they're talking to you or when you're asking questions, that those numbers connect back to a lead, a sale. Um, so you're clear on what it is. So really, really make sure you understand the metrics. So that's a quick recap of the <laughs> of last week and optimization. So team, what did you think? What did you think about the optimization conversation? What do you think about optimization in general? <laughs> It is the gift that keeps on giving. It is if if just a little attention, just a, a little attention consistently. Consistency is important. It will continue to yield lots of benefits for your business for longevity, sustainably. We can do this if you just pay attention. I think optimization really speaks to the fact that Online is not one and done. So we don't build things and walk away and expect it to work. There's a constant optimization that has to happen to meet that target audience. I like what Michael said there because he just gave me the thought. It's like, you know, when you, you build a building, right? You have to maintain the building. You don't just build the building and leave it because it eventually it degrades, you know, it gets overgrown. And, and then the building loses its value. It could have been a very pretty building at the start, but because you didn't maintain it, that's optimization, um, digital optimization for your business. It's about taking those things that those digital assets that you created or that digital structure that you created and constantly maintaining it and tweaking it to continue its performance. I love that. Optimization is my favorite digital marketing strategy. And <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, you know, it's like, don't go with what's trendy, go with those, the numbers, the trends within your numbers and just optimize. You can optimize, you can win so much by optimizing. <laughs> You know what I mean? And sometimes what's crazy is like, it's the little tweak. It's like, it's like, oh, move, explain this better, move this here. And the data tells you that. So, you know, um, really ask, especially when working with an agency, ask them about optimization strategies. What does that look like? What is the plan for optimizing? Because uh, that should be consistent. Um, and then, you know, I think then you can start testing different things and adding them into the mix, right? And even that is an optimization process. So it should be at the heart of every strategy. <laughs> All right. So we are moving on along. So we have our hot topics. Okay, so, all right. That's why. hot topics. I'm doing hot topics this morning. Super excited. Hey, about what? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, all right. So we are talking this morning about, I know everyone has heard this song. Uh, it's called Water. It is by Tyler. It is oh, so, so sick. It is the best song ever. Uh, Nia, play that little video for me. That little video for me because <laughs> this is like everyone. Shoot. <laughs> 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 
Let's get back to the let's get back to the presentation. So everyone knows this song. This song is it has I think it's number one on the U.S. Billboard for Afrobeats. I mean I think it overtook Burna Boy. She is killing the game. And so she's from South Africa, and she created this dance challenge with her choreo choreographer. <laughs> Uh, and it has been crazy. So it's the South African, it's based on a South African dance called Bacardi actually. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty funky. You saw the kid doing it. So everyone is doing it, you know, kind of a little bit of the shaking of the hips, kicking of the legs, <laughs> pouring some water. I mean, it's all over the internet. I think some people are like, they love the song, but they've seen it so much. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. <laughs> I listened to the song this morning before I did the show, before the show, because I'm just like, it's it's just good music, right? So, um, you know, so we're, so the, it went super viral. It's all over social media. It started on TikTok. Now it's moved to Instagram. I mean, I think I see it everywhere. Uh, there are memes about it. There's so many people doing the dance, kids, adults, everyone is doing the dance. Um, and so it's, this is, this is super, super viral, but you know, what are some of the things that we actually are getting from it? Right. So, um, she was super creative and she very, very innovative, but she took something that was cultural, her culture from South Africa and made this into a huge dance. So think about the brand awareness, the visibility for this new dance. Um, think about how <clears throat> she really leveraged, you know, the, that reach. She got us so much more reach because of it, right? It's kids, it's everyone culturally, everyone's listening to this as well. So she has really kind of taken South Africa to the next level. I mean, they have been doing amazing in the Afrobeats music, but this is really a next level for them, right? Uh, she really embraced social media. Um, and as a business, you really have to think about, right? How am I embracing social media? How do I get really creative? What is that thing that engages people? It does not have to be a dance, but it has to be your version of what is really creative, what will connect with my audience, because this reach is going to take her so far more. The next song is going to have a lot of visibility because everyone's waiting for the next thing to drop with her, right? Um, the other thing is the opportunity to collaborate, right? That collaboration with her Oh, my favorite word, choreographer. <laughs> Did I say it right? It's like a mix. Um, you know, that's a great collaboration. So, you know, it gave him some visibility as well. And coming back to being authentic, right? We talk about that word all the time, but there's an opportunity here to show her culture. And that is super authentic because that is who she is. So as a business, when you're thinking through your strategies, right, you want to look and listen and see these trends and see, okay, what are the core things that are really important here? And what should I take away from it? And it's again, being able to be super creative and innovative. What does that look like for your business? So how are you stepping outside the box for your business? How are you embracing social media? No matter the platform, if it's not TikTok, how are you embracing the platform where your target audience is? Are you leveraging it all the way? Do you know how to utilize it to draw people in? What's the, you know, what's the magic formula for that social media platform? And collaboration, we here collaborate. This show is an entire collaboration of like three different businesses. So. Uh, and just really being yourself. So, um, guys, what did you think? <laughs> I haven't done hot topics in a while, but <laughs> I love this one. And this was so you. This is such a Tamara. It really is. It is. What I, I enjoy about this one is that it's an experience. Yeah. It was yeah. something that was nostalgic for an age. I, Immediately when I first saw it, I thought about parties when I was younger, college days, silly things my friends and I would break out and dance uh, to just because, and it just made me happy. And I love that component of it from a sales perspective because it builds the trust. It builds the, the connectivity between right. you and the next person. It allowed there to be, that connection helps to move the process along and the memory, the memory recall is going to be there thick often. And as soon as the next one comes up, as you said, the song could be horrible, but 
if she puts that dance or something to it that's relatable, it's going to make it go worldwide yet again. And people will lean in and look for her because she now has that recognition for that experience that's going to put her at, you know, as we speak in sales cycle, at step five, six, or seven, way beyond the introduction component because she's got us now. Very, very smart. Very smart. We're hooked. <laughs> You know, it's, I mean, it's globalization and it's best if you look at it, you know, that bringing across of culture um, into our world that we would not have necessarily seen, you know, and, and you're seeing that a lot with the Afrobeat music coming, becoming very mainstream now, becoming very popular. And that's just the, the, the benefit of globalization. Again, the digital, the digital streets, as we call it, because that's how we're getting introduced to, to these things, right? We're not getting introduced to it. Um, via tours and physical shows anymore it's by putting these things out digitally and it's getting shared so this is you know digital working at its best listen you taught me something this morning because this did not come across my feet <laughs> don't know it i'll admit it i'm not even going to try to fake it but what i do like is it definitely shows you where social media gives you that opportunity for visibility right We've seen this with artists, you know, especially in this in this field, in this industry, where it's about going viral. That's what gets you. But just think of it in terms of visibility. Um, you know, that opportunity to get in front of so many more audiences than you normally would. And I think that's one of the key things we loved about digital from the onset. Tamara and I talked about this, that this was a game changer, right? You can get in front of way more people than you normally could at a fraction of the cost. Well, I'm like, I'm going to boo you because this song is like, it's just like, you know this song. You've heard this song, Michael. You've not heard this song? Like, who are you? He's under rock. Is the song not in Canada yet? Michael, you have not heard this song. Okay, I'm going I would say, to I would say um, you know, Canada's still very much on a burner boy. That's <laughs> like that. that. Oh man, you gotta hear it. This song is a good song. It's a good song. It's a, it's a, there is a feel to it that is, I mean, like you, it's a slowed down soca tune, right? Mm -hmm. so, oh, I heard that from the yeah. time you described it. I was like, oh, yeah. so she found a soca tune. Song. It's a good, good song, but there's a rhythm to it. There's a beat to it, but it's so, it's so appealing and it, it just makes you want to dance. Exactly. It will stop you in your tracks when it comes on and you will start dancing. You just can't help yourself. It is that song that makes you, you're like, oh, I, what? I must move my body. <laughs> it really is. Okay, so, all right, we got to stop. <laughs> we got to hear this song. <laughs> One last time. All right. All right, so we are... On, we are moving on. I just muted myself. We are moving on to our Go Beyond the Lights segment. <laughs> One of my other favorite segments. This is where we take you and your business. You know, we be on the likes and follows. This is where we talk about the strategy. This is where we talk about things you should know as a small business executive when you're working with an agency. Uh, if you have a team that's doing digital marketing for you, what are the things you should know and understand? And so this is where we're having this conversation in the Go Beyond the Like segment. So today we are talking about navigating and preparing for 2024. <sighs> I know it's so scary. It's like, when did we get to November? <laughs> and what happens after November? Then what? It's like Q1 is like, knock, 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 knock. <laughs> I am here. Um, so let's get ready for it. So at this point, you should really start thinking about Q1 and Q2. What are the next steps, right? I know we've been doing it. We've been uh, really focused in focusing in on our strategies for what are we going to talk about for Q1? What are we talking about for Q1 and Q2? Uh, how are we approaching the market? What does that look like? Um, how are we pivoting? What do we need to pivot? What do we need to optimize? So we're having those conversations so we can start leaning into those strategies and preparing the way, right? Building out our landing pages, our funnels. Um, so 
it's something you should be considering. If you haven't done it already, you kind of need to take a step back and look at that right now. What are you going to do for 2024? And then what are the data points you need to start looking at to get to that place? So getting ready for 2024 is a combination of going to look back at 2023 to see what are all the things that worked really, really, really well, right? So that's a starting point. So I don't want to give away the whole show, but guys, what do you think? Are, are you ready for 2024? I don't know. I don't know. I just like you. I'm like, when when did 2023 finish? I feel like it was just the other day. I, you know, we were in quarter one and we were talking about all the great things that we were going to do. And then all of a sudden now 2023 is over. And we're trying to figure out if we did what we said we were going to do. So um yeah, but I'm I'm excited for 2024 and I am actually doing exactly what we were going to talk about today plan for 2024 i am actually in that phase of mapping out what my q1 and my q2 is going to be um you know actually just the other day dana and i who we had on this show um dana and i started talking about workshops that we want to do together how we're going to collaborate so yeah 2024 is, is on for me same here i i'm that 13th month person so as one month ends i'm planning for the next one. So I'm pretty much done for what I want to do for next year, but it is still, we blinked in the whole year past. So it is time to not just plan, but it's time to act. And that's the biggest thing that I think of it is time to execute uh, the plan. So if, you, if you're just getting into 2024, start, we'll get into this, but it's time to move people, time to move. Mike? Uh, 2024. You know what? Let's bring it, bring it, bring it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm going to freestyle a little bit, right? Because I think I want, you know, to kind of get to the core of what are we all looking at doing for 2024? Um, And kind of as we are these small businesses, I'm going to put you guys in the hot seat. You're welcome. (laughs) You can put me in the hot seat too. But I want to, you know, talk a little bit about that, right? So Andrea, so as you are preparing for 2024, right, what is the first thing that you, what is the first thing that you started to look at to understand what your next step should be? What are some of the data points that you've been looking at as you've been, because you've pivoted, (laughs) right? And now you're shifting into this new place. So what are some of the things you've looked at to say, hey, I know these things work really well for me um, this year. So how am I going to maintain that? So talk a little bit about that. So absolutely. One of the things that um, I'm actually looking at, well, in the immediate is my email marketing. I've spent the past few months, 2023, um, we were just general email marketing, building with, with a purpose. Before that, I never really had a strategy. So during 2023, I, I brought an email strategist on board and we started doing some um, specific emails with a message behind it and that sort of thing. So now 2024 is when we're gonna start doing that segmenting. I now have information and I now have that um, data that will allow me to start to segment and to start to say, who am I going to speak to? When am I going to speak to them? And what am I going to say? So that's one of the very first things that I'm looking at for 2024. Um, After that, or I guess parallel to that, it's about looking at my digital structure, right? Now that I've pivoted and I have this new brand that I'm trying to work on, what does that mean for my digital infrastructure? It could be um, as simple as what does the website look like now? So for now, there isn't really much of a website because of the shift that, I've, that I have done. But definitely one of the early things in 2024 is to get that website or um, get some sort of website up and channel my social media back to my website, my YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. It's not public, but I've been using it. Simply, um, I've been using it just to create the links for videos and I've been inserting it in the emails. So I've been using the analytics from YouTube now to say, oh, you've watched this or you're not watching, right? And I've been using it for that way, all giving me data to head me into 2024 and decide what do I want to do with this now? Do I want to make these things public? Do I want to start sharing? Do I want to have some sort of series? 
you know, our content series? And how does my how does this show that we do fit into that? Because if you look at it, I'm on I'm going live twice a week. That's a lot, right? I'm going live twice a week. What else can I do to supplement it? Or how can I take what I'm doing here and carry it to where I, you know, to, to my brand and how do I tie it back in? So that's the type of conversation that definitely um, I've been having, of course, with myself, <laughs> having with myself um, and the people that I brought on board to kind of map out, at least for definitely my Q1, that's going to be a, what, one of my main focus. Oh. You're such a digital marketer. <laughs> I know, right? I know. When did I become this person? <laughs> you're such, like you were like so i've been looking at the analytics so i'm like oh they're watching the videos and then you're like the email's been working so i'm gonna lean into that i mean that is the optimization plan i'm creating content twice a week so as if everything you've heard andrea say as a small business executive and a, a team it's really like okay how do i find ways to make what i am doing work and where does where the numbers leading and what do i need to do you know what i mean to adjust and i love that so michelle i saw you applauding jump in there <laughs> I, before i move to me andrea i have to tell you it has been such a delight to watch you evolve from clubhouse when we were listening to you and michael partnering and it was just the audio component watching you evolve your brand through and now rebranding to your virtual cfo it's just been so much fun to watch that evolution and to, to see you just kill this and the change that you've applied from your financial component people will listen to what she's been saying and applying that in a comfortable way for her in the digital space and become a digital marketer while still remaining true to who she is as a virtual cfo you know so just as an aside i wanted to to say that and that our audience too can learn and and watch her evolve as she's changing the the, the status of her company uh, for me, for Lanyap, it has been pretty pretty interesting over the course of this last year. For me, I've learned what I don't want to do and what I do want to do a lot more in year two of, of Lanyap. And for me, what I have been uh, positioning myself to learn is that while we've been digital, I need to be a lot more local. And for me, local is in three different areas across North America. It is here in California. It is down south from where, where I spend a great deal of my time in Louisiana, as well as in, in Texas and out in Florida, where I have uh, uh, ties there as well as the Northeast Corridor. So for me, it's broadening my scope and scaling in a way where I'm helping more people in a different type of way instead of one-on-one -on -one thing, getting local, being visibly local in a digital way, but in the market, uh, in those spaces and shifting my business model to helping those people who are ready to scale across multiple people within an organization. And I have been prepping and moving toward that space for the last six or seven months to make sure that I'm ready for 2024 and planting those seeds and being visible in those spaces here digitally, but as we said, offline in, in those spaces as well. So I have prepped myself by listening. A lot of those people are here in this space, in LinkedIn, have watched us on YouTube, have listened to the audio, and I've received that feedback as I'm in those spaces and they're saying to me, oh, I've watched you and your friends. I've listened to what you said. Oh, you mentioned that on the podcast. And to me, that was leaning in and also saying, but it would be great if you would come in market and do these things as well. So I have expanded where my reach is going to be in being local yet digital and being in those spaces. So watch out people, I'm coming in for those of you that have asked, just sign the contract, okay? We'll move that forward. Michael, go for it. 2024. 2024, really looking forward to leaning more into AI and seeing, you know, it, it's absolutely um, engaging, interesting to see what AI can do. We've been using it for a while, but, you know, there's more that's coming, right? There's more that we're seeing showing up. Um, I'm looking forward to really getting into those pipelines and the, that customer journey. I think that was something we unlocked this year you know and looking at that customer journey and making sure that everything that we do is aligned to that customer journey so 
really excited to see what can happen. And finally, from an operational standpoint, again, going back to AI, the speed of production, the speed to, to change, to pivot, right? All of those good words. Um, but just that speed of production that it gives you, really looking forward to that, to be able to push out more content and distribute it in a meaningful way. Good answer, good answer. <laughs> and was that a, like a weird round of applause? <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> it's not just like, <laughs> it's like, whoa, he's all right. <laughs> No, you're perfect, Michael. Come on. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. I, I felt no slight. <laughs> I felt it for you. <laughs> All right. So when I look at our plans for 2024, as we start really thinking about where we want to be, same thing, right? We were looking at scaling. And I have also focused on a local strategy. How am I uh, touching the hearts and minds <laughs> of small businesses in Orlando? And how am I leveraging the show as well? So um, it's uh, all the things that we've been building, really taking those things to be like, okay, this has worked. This has worked. The show is something that drives business. It drives visibility. It positions us as experts in our industry. So there are some things that it covers as we're looking at as a part of our digital strategy. Um, so how do we now double down on it? Um, so spending time really leaning into that and then also looking to see partnerships. So it's something we've talked about before here on the show all the time. Scaling the business requires that you get more people on board, <laughs> more partnerships. So partnerships become an important, an important part for us now. And we're assessing what those relationships should look like. Uh, how can we move well in those relationships and how does it save us time and drive us more revenue? So uh, that's some of the things that we're focused on for 2024. And what we've seen is that the, the things that we've been putting in place all along it's been for the last five years that we've been in business, we have not pivoted so far away from anything. We have maintained a show presence because there's value there. We see that value. So everything that we've been saying that we've been doing, we're like slowly knocking them off. Every time I go back to the list, I was going through a goal list the other day or, and then some of the strategies and some of the tactics. And I'm like, oh, this is done. Oh, this is done. Oh, we did this, we did it. So it's like, man, the, sometimes it seems in the heat of the moment that it's all crazy, but if you have that strategy and that plan in place, you're looking and seeing what are the things that I'm knocking off and what are the things that are working really well. And then you say, hey, this is something that we must continue. So that's the first step, I believe, in planning for 2024. All right. So my next question is going to be, um, what are some of the specific uh, KPIs that you have looked at. So, um, Michael, I'm gonna kick it to you to start with that. What are some of the KPIs you've been looking at to understand from an operation standpoint, uh, the next move or where focus needs to be? From an operation standpoint, I think it still comes back to speed up production. Um, I've, I've totally held a line and you know you know this tomorrow, you know, past couple of meetings, we've had team meetings, you know, I, f I feel that, you know, our content production can be faster. Um, there's there's a lot that AI is is embedded in that we, we're not yet using. So as much as we're using, there's still more to be used. So really looking forward to, to seeing what, what, um, what can be, you know, speeded up in terms of that operational cycle to get that content out. Um, I am extremely and continue to be extremely excited about email marketing so andrea kudos to you for recognizing that i think email marketing is continues to be that as we said that concierge right so they've come into your world they've given you an email and email is now your concierge to show them a good time let them know where everything is so i think those are the two things i'm really excited about um i'm also excited to see as you said where our partnerships lead partnerships uh definitely mean something different a little a little bit different operationally because now when we say partnership you're also working with your partners right so you've got to have that flow in mind as well 
Um, and as I say that, I think the last thing that I'll, I'll, I'll add in there is, of course, those workflows, those automations, lean into them as much as possible, because that's what's going to, you know, kind of help that speed, increase that efficiency. So that's 2024. That's why I see it going. This is some good stuff. Um, so I'll throw in my metrics. Uh, I'm definitely looking at YouTube, um, the time people are watching the shows, the areas they're watching the shows. I'm looking at search engine optimization. I'm looking at, I want to understand what keywords are we starting to rank for? Are we ranking for the keywords? What page are we on? And also the speed of how quickly can we start ranking for a keyword to get that visibility? Um, I'm definitely going to be looking at uh, LinkedIn and engagement on LinkedIn. Um, and then how many more businesses, uh, B2B businesses are becoming um, followers on our LinkedIn page? Because that's going to gauge to say, okay, who are these who are these small business executives are they coming are they the right people coming to the page watching the page is it our target audience across all our platforms um we're going to really pay attention to that who are the people and are they the right people because we want to make sure that even in the social media spaces we're talking to the right people um so it's almost like a i like to do a cleansing of the all the things right <laughs> now that we we know who we're talking to are they showing up um, and so I also, we're going to be looking at, because we're going to be running a robust advertising strategy, we're going to start looking at the amount of consultations that we book. Uh, so in that strategy, the amount of consultations that we book tells us, Hey, um, is it, are we hitting the right target audience? Or once we start talking to people, we can understand, you know, are we talking to the right people? Do they have the budgets that they need to work with us? All the things. So it'll be consultations. Those are things that the numbers that we're really going to be focusing in on for 2024. So uh, ladies, tell us what, what are you, what are the KPIs you're looking at? Well, for me, um, just like what you're saying there in terms of who is the target audience, especially now that I've rebranded, I am laser focused now on who are the people that I should be speaking to. Now that I have this new approach to the business, I'm very clear on what is the type of person that, what is the type of audience that I need to be in? Who is my ideal customer? And then how I move them through the, what I'm calling my funnel now, right? My three-pronged approach, right? Where you have to be assessed, um, then you do an implementation, and then we do maintain. I'm very clear that that is how it will happen. But the starting point, you know, I'm, I am laser focused now on do you meet this criteria? Who are the people that I think I'm going to be um, the beneficiaries of this service, right? And if you don't meet the criteria, well, where is it that it's a temporary, you're not meeting the criteria, or maybe in the six months you might be ready, or are you not meeting the criteria because you're just not there yet for me as, you know, as, as a business? Are you just not the right person for me? And can I redirect you to something else or redirect you to someone else that can help you better in given the space? That, that, that you are in. So like, for example, I've, I've made a very clear decision in my mind, businesses that are very, very, very new, like within their first year of operation, I may not be the best fit for them. I've made that, I have made that as one of my criteria. Okay, if you're only in existence for just a year and you can't answer the questions that I have, if I'm asking you things like, what are your, what are your trends and what have you done so far? And you, you, you haven't really had enough skin in the game, then come back to me in a year, in a year, right? When you have this, you know, when, you, when you're able to answer the question. So that's just one example of how I've been able to be very focused on, on, on who that person is. And 2024 is going to be a lot more of that. Michelle approves. <laughs> Land yap approved. Land yap approved. Approved. <laughs> Go for it, Michelle. For land yap, uh, key performance indicators that I have been looking at and leaning into for 2024 that are important to me are revalidating and aligning with the demographics that I that I'm seeking. That has has been really key. 2023 has has given me the indication of where these people are, and what the look and feel is of not just what I've had but where I'm going into 
and uh, making sure that those are aligned and that I'm keeping that as a leisure focus. Uh, engagement is important to me. Uh, revalidating, again, what we have seen here in this space may be linked YouTube, LinkedIn, much the Instagrams of the world uh, to ensure that where I'm trying to scale the business and the reach that I'm going to, those are the audiences that I'm seeking, as well as those that are offline. Offline engagement is big for me. The number of contacts that I'm, I'm making as I'm in these local spaces, uh, the, the turnaround time on that engagement, who's leaning back in and are they fitting within the, the demographic and the, the ideal client that I'm seeking for Lanyap. The amount of time that it takes to get through to and through that that engagement may it be qualifying and moving through uh, and moving on or qualifying and leaning in and saying, yes, this is a partnership that is important to me and that I want to engage in. Um, ASP, the average sales price, that's a key performance indicator for me that's really important. That, that aligns with what I'm trying to reach as far as goals are concerned on the revenue side because that is going to power all of the other things that I need to do, because many of the things that I that I will need to do will require travel and being in market for some of these things and can't do it if the money isn't there to allow that to happen for me. And in the long run conversion, conversion is the, the largest of the keys, not just the leads that are coming in, but am I converting in a timely fashion at the right clip to get what I need in order to move Lanyap into a place that I want this business to move into. And finally, I put a marker on partnerships. It's a big deal for me uh, in, in aligning where I need to go to for businesses because this is a B2B space that I'm moving into. And those partnerships are going to be key in order for this business to escalate into the place I want it to be in a sustainable fashion. <laughs> All right. So here's another question for you. This one's a this one's a doozy. So as you're thinking about 2024, and Andrew, you mentioned this in the beginning. What parts of your digital infrastructure? And when we talk about digital infrastructure, we're talking about your website. Anything that helps you to drive traffic that the people go to, you know, the thing that is a part of your online presence. What parts of your digital infrastructure uh, do you think that there are gaps that you need to fill in order to really be achieve your business goals um, through in 2024? Definitely the website. So definitely. So because what I do now when people want to learn about me, I kind of send them to my social media profiles. And in particular, I send them to LinkedIn profile when, when they're on LinkedIn. Um, my other two, Instagram and Facebook, they're there, but they're, they're like placeholders. But I try to encourage people to check out me on my profiles. So that's not really the best thing. I mean, it gives people a way to see me, yes. But I definitely know that the website is what will help bring the, bring their thoughts together when you think um, about me. So that's something that definitely in early 2024, I'll be looking to say, okay, what does this look like? Um, I'm currently working on a profile of my of my business. So that would be something that would be a digital tool that could be shared that I could direct people to to say, hey, if you want to learn more about me and what I do, click on this link, um, you know, as a stepping stone to getting the full proper functioning, um, fu functioning website. But definitely for me, that's that's something that I have to work on. <laughs> Good stuff. Michelle, what do you have to, what, what parts of your digital infrastructure do you need to focus in on? Oh, the same stuff you and I have been talking about for a good five months now. It is, it is the activity post-sale is the biggest component, the automated component. What do I need? The, the activity of consistency that um, requires the second and third person behind me to pick up and to keep in, in the active space. I'm, I'm not good at it. It is a, it is a gap in Lanyap that uh, I know is a big deal that's important that I know I spend too much time personally in because I've not automated components of, of that piece that are required to move Lanyap where I needed to go in 2024. So Michael, I'm gonna call you so that we <laughs> It, it, honestly, it's something that we've been speaking on and it's been manageable from my perspective for the type of client that I've had. But I've noticed that 
I'm spending way too much time in it because I've not dedicated the time to automate it because these are, are, are moving parts that are there are just not automated appropriately to act the way I needed to. I have all of the moving pieces. I've got all of the content. I've got all of the parts, but it is not automated. And I'm suffering as a result of it. Suffering is the wrong word. I'm slower than it, than it should be because I've not dedicated the time to automate. So audience, listen to me. Don't be Michelle in this respect, okay? Don't be Michelle. These are my confessions. <laughs> But as as here's the thing, right? As businesses, you kind of understand that there are some gaps, right? So we're all, you know, we're filling those gaps, but we understand their gaps and how do we fill them? So Mike, I'm going to kick it over to you. Uh, where do you think the infrastructure gaps are? Um, and, you know, where, where could we do better? Hmm. I think our infrastructure, it's not a gap, but we know we actually know building it out is our CRM and using that CRM, right? Um, so I said, I won't call it a gap, but I'll call it a, you know, that's where we're heading. We are heading into that one source of truth, that ability to see everything from one place, right? So I think that that's what I would answer in this case, CRMs for sure. It's, it's, it's that's the it. That's what it is. It's the CRM piece. It's the CRM piece. Yeah, it's the 100% utilization. So we are HubSpot partners. So we've been dabbling, right? And we've been doing the thing and we're like, oh man, you see all the data and you're like, this is amazing, but it's really leaning into it. Um, putting campaigns up sooner, you know, really leaning into it a little bit more. So I agree with you definitely from that standpoint. I also think one of the, not a gap because we're working on it, is the change, the feel, changing bits and pieces of the feel of our website, right? We've talked about the website not being a magazine. So what are the updates that we're making for 2024? So moving more to an About Us page, um, moving, making it feel more, B2B, if that makes sense, right? Moving my picture from the front, it seems a little bit more one-man show-ish, right? Now getting an about us, about the team page, as well as leaning into a secondary keyword and building out uh, a, a content, um, a checklist <laughs> a library, right? So because people, we as we talk to small businesses and executives, we want them to start consuming our content because that's really, we understand that that's the first step. It's the show. And then what else are they consuming after the show? So how do they start consuming our content? So it's looking at those pieces to lean into the infrastructure we already have. And I guess get to that place of 100% utilization. You have said a mouthful. One of the things that, that I noticed as I was analyzing, again, the shift for, for Lanya uh, and, and where I was going, that it was set up and, and great for B2C. You know, a lot of one-on-one, one-on-two -on -one, one -on activity. But as I am, am looking to shift a bit to B2B, there are components that I need to add to it, not turn off and alienate the, the client that I have and, and that, that component of business, but for a segment that I'm trying to walk into, there needed to be a bit of a boost and needed to be some, some pathway for them that directed them accordingly so that their road from entry to yes, it was easier for them to walk in more of a straight line than the, the way that I was pointing them through. And as I sat back and, and, and had a glass of wine or tequila, Ending the evening that we were talking, as I was looking at it, that was a, a light bulb moment for me, and that it was a good space for for Lanyap to be in, and and I'm on the infancy stages of it, but knowing that I have the content and that I have the information, and I just needed to make the path clearer for the client that I wanted to walk through my door, and that was that was a big key key for it that I needed to invest in a different way or that line of business that I was seeking. So again, lesson for those that are out there, if you, as you're trying to attract and to, to bring in a different uh, line of, of business for your, your, your company or a different ideal client for you, we've got to make it easier and understand what makes them tick and how we need to communicate with them and their path to yes. 
and we have to address that. And I know that that is a place that most of us have the, have the information. It is, are we addressing it appropriately for those that need to consume it? Are we addressing it in the way that they ingest information? And I know I wasn't. I'm not set up for that to move exactly the way that they need me to move. I love that. I addressing it the way they need you because sometimes as the experts, right, we're like, yeah, I mean, all the things you want to say everything and you want to tell them everything, but they sometimes need you to address it in a way that just hits that, hits that these key points. The it's the attraction piece. And then what happens next to draw them in a little bit more and how's that automated? And then what happens next to draw them in a bit more because they're now saying, hey, I want to learn a little bit more. Let me create that binge. It's how do you get them to binge your content to the point of conversion or meeting you? So by the time you've had that first meeting, they're like, hey, I know you. And the thing that you want them to, the thing, their goal because of your segments, <laughs> they're flowing in the right way because early on you identify that ideal target and now you've set up the business with the customer journey that says, that speaks their love language, right? <laughs> You're like, hey, customer, come on in. <laughs> Here's the path and this is what it looks like in digital. And here are these little metrics that say, hey, they're doing the thing that they should be doing to get to you. Or, hey, they didn't do that thing that you set up, but they did this thing to get to that next step, observing those things to make those adjustments. And that's kind of what I'm hearing everyone do here. So, uh, you know, go for it, Michelle. Right. I thought what, what is so interesting is that, again, I, I, I laugh at myself and say, you know, let me overthink this is a shirt that I truly have. And it, it's the, my client base has been telling me for a long time, you need to step into this space. You need to step into this space. They're knocking on my door. I'm in events. I'm going to spaces and businesses are, are, are talking to me and I, I'm giving them the information and I have not been slower to move to that space. And I can't say resistant to move into that space. I said, you know, they are telling me that this is where I need to be. And I am, I have blown the doors open and said, oh, you want me? I got you. I'm, I'm here. And I'm there. But now the, the other key is, what we talk about is setting setting your business up for success. Don't walk through that door if you're not set up to and ready for what's coming at you. And that's what we are saying here is prepping for that and making sure that the infrastructure is there for you to not only get the first one in and keep them happy, but also for sustainability. Are you set up and ready for that? And that's what I recognize for, for Lanyap is that you have these things, but are you really ready for what's coming at you? Because they've been knocking and you've answered a couple of the calls, but are you really ready for, for what's really going to, to come through if you focus just a bit more in that space? And that's what I've chosen to do is to walk down a different path a little bit and to accommodate that and to be wholly ready for it when it comes through in the manner that when, when you just focus and pay attention to it a bit more. So bring it on. I love that. Oh my God. This was good. This was good. So <laughs> one last question for each one of you as I walk, you kind of will go around the room. Uh, what is your, what is the, what is your business's digital superpower that you're taking into 2024? Listen, we have a superpower of talking to AI. Like I would say our superpower is um, definitely leveraging AI to, to, to create content. Um, working with Nia to create content has never been this, this smooth, this seamless. So really excited about that. I'm going to say it. So this show. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that. I was like, oh, there's, I mean, this is a it is a it's a superpower that we definitely move into 2024 with right we've created a space where we have 
experts in a small business talking about marketing, talking about, you know, how their businesses work, talking like digital marketers, where CFOs and sales and you know, marketing usually at war, we're like, no, actually, here's how it works together, right? Here's how it makes sense together. So I think this has allowed us to really position ourselves as industry experts. Um, and it is something that I could not imagine not having a, a, a something of this magnitude, right? Whether it was a blog or whatever it is. So it becomes a superpower because right away, if I meet someone, I'm able to say, yeah, go to our podcast. And they're like, oh, I don't really like digital. I'm like, yeah, but we got a CFO there, you know, who's like embracing digital. We have someone from sales. You're in sales. Yeah. Listen to the sales perspective. I've sent out so many versions of the show to say, here's this, here's that, here's this. So your business in digital is truly uh, our superpower. <laughs> I agree. Absolutely. I agree. I was thinking the same thing. You know, sometimes I, um, what I realize that happens with me sometimes is when I speak, whether it could be on the show, whether it be um, at a workshop, one thing that I, that comes back to me is I've never heard an accountant say it like that, whatever the topic is, explain it like that. And I realized, well, wow, okay, clearly I'm saying something in a way that people are grasping in a way that nobody else in the field um, really does, you know. So, I, I, like I said, I'm not sure if it's a digital superpower, but that's what came to mind, the way that we explain things, people are getting it. It's a messaging superpower, right? It is. It, it... <laughs> I agree for, for me, for Lanyap, I, I believe it is your business in digital in that when I'm encountering small businesses and even those that are medium sized that are, are, are trying to scale, one of the things that the feedback that I have received about this show is that it is a mini workshop and a, a, a tiny version of um, escalated university for them. It's a continuing education in some respects, and they're all able to get it under one roof. And when I speak to people and they have either been told about the show somehow, or I mention it in, in, in the way that they ingest information of, oh, I know you listen to podcasts, go here you'll be able to go to this episode specifically and, and speak to it. it. It helps to bring a client to a no like trust space much faster because we, for the last three years, have sat in this space as subject matter experts. We, across the synergies that we have and showing the connectivity between every area of a business that helps them to thrive and strive and be sustainable every Monday and Wednesday here and now Fridays as well as we have the, the, the clips that both you and Michael are doing uh, to, to make sure that they have information, our client base and our community has information. And I think that has helped for me, Michelle, personally and Lanyap move our business forward because we are in this space and, and providing information in a way that provides also a digital library for people to have as a reference. And that to me is, has been such a, a superpower for all of us in totality, but Michelle and Lanya personally. Oh, well, I love that. <laughs> so that is, ooh, so let me see. We have Allison's like, good morning. <laughs> That's correct, Michelle. She's grateful for being able to learn from this valuable show. We love that. <laughs> we love, love that. Thank you for joining us. So, all right. So as you prepare for 2024, what we want you to do is go back and start looking at your data points. Go back and start looking at what worked for 2023. Uh, go back and look to see, hey, you know, I've been talking to, I've been working with this agency. Let's talk to the conversion points. Let's talk 
to the metrics. If you understand what worked really well, you can simply roll those things over into 2024, but you must also understand what am I bringing new to the table? What have we tested that makes sense? You should be at a place where you've already had a plan or you're now planning and starting to look at Q1 and Q2, right? Because maybe you want to be consistent with a specific topic. Maybe you want to be consistent with a specific theme. What are you doing for your business in 2024 from a digital marketing standpoint to take it to the next level? The plan should be a general plan, but how does digital fit into that? So we're always excited to be here and have this conversation with you about your business and digital. Our goal here at this show is to help you achieve your business goals through digital. We know it can be daunting, right? There's a lot happening with it, but that's why we're here. That's why we have a representative from every key stakeholder in the build in the business, right? finance, sales, marketing, and operations, as Michelle said, to really pull together that holistic conversation to understand how you're getting to that place of money in the bank. So I know we need to do some housekeeping before we get out of here. (laughs) So do not forget to follow us, connect with us, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on LinkedIn at Your Business in Digital. We have a page. Shout out to all the new followers. Shout out to everyone that I've been meeting recently, everyone the team has been meeting and sending in that direction. Uh, We are growing, growing, growing. I think the LinkedIn page is at 381 people. Like every day I see LinkedIn saying, hey, two two new followers, one new follower. So Thank you so much for that. Uh, Same thing on YouTube. Thank you for listening to the show. We're seeing the viewership increase and we love that. It is a slow grind, but we are getting the message out about how you can leverage digital to grow your business. Uh, We want you to say, hey, digital increased my revenue by 20%, by 10% year over year. That is the conversation we want you to have. So check us out everywhere podcasts are found. We are on all, we are in all the right places. So definitely if you like a podcast, you don't have to catch us live. You can catch us after the fact. So We'll be there. (laughs) Have a happy, happy, happy Wednesday. Oh, Monday. (laughs) Happy Diwali (laughs) for everyone celebrating. Uh, I'm always celebrating. Everyone in Trinidad is celebrating. Everyone across the world is celebrating. So a happy Diwali. Um, And we will see you here on Wednesday. Wednesday, we're going to have a great conversation. We have uh, Dorothy, who is going to be from the Chamber of Commerce, East Orlando Chamber of Commerce, coming to talk to us um, about the Chamber and digital all great things. So uh, don't forget to join us on Wednesday. Have an amazing day, guys. (laughs) Take care. Bye.